0: Welcome to the Breezy Babies podcast where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 88, nurses at the hospital not being supportive of breastfeeding. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are gonna come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hello, hello. It is nap time for my baby, which means that it is podcast recording time for you. (laughs) I'm so excited to be back for another week to share some more tips and tricks I love seeing all the downloads for my last podcast episode where I talked about weaning toddlers. I had such a positive response. So many requests for that topic and I can't wait to hear how it's working for you as well. So if you miss episode, let's see, 87, then you can go back and listen to that one. That one's been a really popular one. Um, Today's episode, though, was another highly requested topic that my followers on Instagram were asking me for more information on. Uh, So ask yourself this, Um, If you have delivered a baby before, did you feel like maybe the nurses in the hospital were not very supportive of your feeding goals? Or maybe you haven't delivered yet and you are nervous about that and you want to know how to better prepare for it. Now, of course, not all nurses are, um, well, really no nurse, I don't think, is going to be actively working against your feeding goals and going to be really trying hard to get you to not meet your feeding goals. (laughs) I really hope that's the case. And I do know that there's so many excellent nurses out there in labor and delivery, so many amazing nicu nurses, postpartum nurses, and honestly, they have been through the ringer with even recent covid precautions that they've had to deal with, um, shorting uh nursing staffing shortages. <laughs> if I can spit out the right words. Um, it's so hard and just being a nurse in general, I used to work in the hospital as well. I used to work the 12 plus hour shifts it's hard. It is. It takes a lot of love, you know, to do a job like that. So this episode is absolutely not anything against the nurses in the hospital. If you know me, you know that I was a nurse in the hospital for a lot of years as well. I worked in the hospital on the floor for six years, most of those on a postpartum unit. Um, And so I know that not only if you are a really great nurse who is really passionate about breastfeeding. If nothing else, you are busy. You have a lot of patients to take care of. And so a nurse isn't always necessarily going to have your feeding goals as their number one goal. Okay, so this is just to pump you up, get you um, confident in still meeting your feeding goals, whatever they are, um, even if you come against roadblocks when you deliver at the hospital, if you deliver at the hospital, of course, not everyone delivers at a hospital. Some of you will deliver at a birth center. Some of you will even deliver at home, um, but you're still going to get some helpful tips and tricks out of this podcast episode today. Okay, before I start, I want to read you a recent Google review. This is from my girl Crystal. She said, Brie is amazing and so knowledgeable. I'm so grateful. Oh, she said, I am grateful for her coming to my home and helping me along in my breastfeeding journey. As a first time mama, I was pleasantly surprised by how thorough her assessment and recommendations were bonus. You can tell she truly loves what she does. I would highly recommend Brie to anyone looking for help with any lactation needs it can definitely be a tough journey and having the right support makes all the difference so sweet of you crystal thank you so much for leaving that google review that really helps out my business and other families helping to um, wanting to come and find my services so if you Want to support a small business, leave them a review, whether it's a Google review or a podcast review. It helps us out so, so much. And PS, if you really want to get 100% confident on breastfeeding before you deliver your baby, I got you covered. Go and grab my Latch 101 workshop on my website, breezybabies.com. I also have a more milk workshop, which which helps you um, set off um, the right foot for having an awesome milk supply from the very beginning. Those two workshops go hand in hand, the Latch 101 and the more milk workshop. But here's a tip for you since you are here listening to my podcast. I want to take care of you. If you buy the Latch 101 workshop and you take a follow up survey and just let me know what you liked. Um, suggestions for improvements in the future. Then at the end of that survey, you will get a discount code that you can use to go and also purchase the More Milk Workshop, making it almost completely free. So it's almost a two for one if you just... Um, fill out that more milk. Uh, that, oh my gosh, <laughs> if I can talk, guys, mom brain is for real. Um, and unfortunately, I've already had four kids, so there's no turning back. <laughs> but if you buy the Latch 101, take the follow up survey, then you can get the more milk for almost completely free. BreezyBabies.com. I would help love to help make you um, feel so confident before you go and deliver in the hospital. All right. Are you ready for my top three tips for nurses at the hospital not being supportive of breastfeeding? P.S. Those were your exact words. And so that is what I'm titling this podcast episode, which I want to do more of in the future. You um, send me these DMs asking for really specific advice. I'm going to use your exact words to make my podcast episodes, because if you have a question, then... A ton of other mamas and families have that question as well. So this is what you asked for. So let's do it. First tip. Here we go. Tip number one is don't settle. Isn't it so great that you, you get to choose your healthcare provider. You get to choose what hospital you deliver at as well. So sure, you might say, "Okay, I'm high risk, so I can only go to this specific doctor or my insurance will only pay for this one specific hospital. And yes, while that may be true in some circumstances, I have also found that you almost always have some degree of choice in your pregnancy and your delivery. Remember, you are in the driver's seat when it comes to your pregnancy, your delivery and your postpartum experience. This is your experience to have the doctors and the nurses at the hospital. They deliver babies day in and day out. 24-7, 365 days a year, the hospitals never close down. They're always just going from one baby to the next. And while they may be experts at getting people from point A to point B, aka from pregnant to thriving fed baby, they aren't always necessarily experts in that journey, so what I'm trying to say to you is that if you are not in love with your doctor or your midwife or your pediatrician, find a new one. You are not married to your healthcare provider. You can always find a new one. If you are not in love with the hospital that you're planning to deliver at and its policies, find a new one. If you are in the hospital and you're not in love with your nurse, request a new one. Did you know that you can do that? You can do all of these things. And yes, even your doctor can have a huge impact on your feeding experience in the hospital. It's not all just on the nurses. They often are taking orders from the doctors You want to breastfeed, set yourself up with choices that are breastfeeding friendly. Not all doctors and hospitals are breastfeeding friendly. Did you know that? (laughs) They are not. Some have um, statuses um, like breastfeeding friendly. Um, They've earned these things um, and some hospitals have not. So you can choose the hospital and doctor that is most aligned with your feeding goals. And I cannot say that enough. Um, And some doctors and hospitals may claim to be breastfeeding friendly, but their actions tell a completely different story. So again, if you get involved um, with a provider that you're not in love with and you're like, ah, maybe you're actually not aligned with my goals. It's totally fine to switch no matter what point you're at in your pregnancy. Even if you're 37 weeks, you can switch. Families do that all the time. Of course, it's not like ideal, but again, this is your journey. Set yourself up for success. Okay, so let's give an example of how this could all play out. Let's take a girl named Jane, who's 37 weeks pregnant and about to have a baby at any time. She is full term at every doctor's visit. She feels very rushed, like she doesn't have time to get her questions answered. In fact, she doesn't even know all the questions to ask because this is her first baby and it's all new. She really doesn't know what to expect. Her doctor has never asked about her birth plan. Jane would like a normal vaginal delivery, but she's heard that this doctor can sometimes jump to interventions quickly, like forceps or sometimes even C-sections. And she doesn't want any of that, but she figures the doctor knows best. All she cares about is having a baby to take home in the end. Her doctor has never asked about feeding plans. Um, After she delivers, but Jane assumes that he will be breastfeeding friendly. She's not really in love with her whole experience at this office, but it's too late to switch at this point. Jane goes in to deliver and it turns out her doctor is um, rushing. (laughs) And um, he's just as rushed at deliveries as he was in um, the office. So Jane's baby was taking a while to descend, so forceps end up being used, baby's heart rate continues to drop, and everything eventually ends in a C-section. Jane has to be taken away from her baby after delivery, and unfortunately, breastfeeding doesn't get off to the best start. Her baby is in the NICU, and the nurses don't really allow for skin-to-skin, and formula has already been given to Jane's baby. Okay, so now some of you listening might be thinking, wow, um, this sounds like my experience. Or maybe even some parts of this sounds like a past experience. And I'm not saying that this is right or wrong for you. And maybe things still turned out really great in the end. They often do. But what about this journey um, could be a little bit off? Um, Jane didn't really get the birth experience that she wanted right again remember this is your birth experience. The hospital, the doctors, they don't a lot of times care about how you get from point A to point B. They just care that you and your baby are there alive. And while that is a great goal, we don't want that to be our only goal. (laughs) Not hospitals. Um, Not all hospitals are made equal. You can find wildly different policies from hospital to hospital, even if they're just down the street from each other. Again, they can claim to be breastfeeding friendly. But in the case of Jane, there were so many choices made that may not have necessarily been in favor of breastfeeding success. They may have been more in favor of get baby hair healthy. Okay, All right. Tip number two is directly surround yourself with a supportive team. So this does not only apply to nurses and doctors, this tip here. But instead, now that we've already talked about tip number 1, with tip number 2, I want you to instead take a closer, more protective look at this layer, okay? So I'm talking about having a supportive partner such as a significant other, a spouse, whoever that might might be in your life and They can be a great advocate for you, but only if they are educated and prepared. Your spouse, your significant other, they need to know what to stand up for. They need to know what your goals are. And they can say things such as, hey, we want to exclusively breastfeed at all costs. Why do you need a team? (laughs) You might be thinking, well, I can just advocate for myself. Yes, you can and you should advocate for yourself and your feeding goals, but with birth it's an unexpected adventure. You never know what's going to happen. Plus, your focus really should be more on you and your body. You're breathing, you're relaxing, you working your baby down, you moving your body the way that it needs to be moved. You can't always focus, um, you can't always be focused on big decisions or what's going on within the birth room. You might honestly not be in the right state of mind to make an informed choice. Now, for me, this was very true with my last birth. This is just an example, but with an unmedicated um, birth, it is very, very intense at the end. Transition is hard and it took everything I had just to get through every contraction. There was one point I thought, do I need to go to the hospital? <laughs> do they need to get this baby out of me? This kid is not coming out. But do you know what? My midwives were calm. They were so calm. So my kids and my husband were calm. And then I, in turn, was calm as well. And I could really focus in on getting out that baby. (laughs) I could do what my body needed because I only had invited supportive people into my birth space. Now, I know that not everyone can be in this exact same situation, but do you want to know another great option? You can have a doula at your birth. And that is especially important if you don't feel that your hospital may not be supportive of you. And how would you know that beforehand, maybe from a previous experience you had at a certain hospital with a previous delivery? Um, But let's say maybe in your um, circumstance, this is your first baby and you just don't know. Ask around, ask other moms. You could say, hey, what has been your experience at blank hospital? Were they supportive of breastfeeding? Did they push formula? Do they offer donor milk as an option when supplementing is needed? Do they let you do the golden hour of skin to skin after giving birth? Um, Another great option besides a doula, which I do um, highly recommend a doula. They are a great advocate for you in your birthing process. But of course, you know, I'm going to give you another option, and that is have an IBCLC lactation consultant in your corner. Not all hospitals, did you know this? Not all hospitals even have an IBCLC or even a lactation specialist on staff, especially if it's the weekend or a holiday. Having an expert to direct your lactation related questions to is everything. I myself have gone to many hospitals over the years to help my clients with breastfeeding. Now, during COVID, this may or may not be allowed depending on where you live. But the cool thing is, is that telehealth has come so far and it is an amazing option, whether it's um, during a pandemic or even afterwards. I love doing telehealth. I have really fallen in love with it. And COVID has really forced me to kind of push outside of my comfort zone and feel more comfortable doing consults in, uh, on secure video and not always in person. So you know what, if you set aside time with an IBCLC, you are going to have a full hour of their undivided attention. And that is so much better than sending a DM on Instagram or an email. It's just so much better. So I always really, um, for my um, clients that are needing help, or even just for my followers that send me a message on Instagram. If it's something that really you could use more help than just a one sentence reply, set up a consultation with an IBCLC and you will get your money's worth. Okay. Tip number three, have a plan and stick to it. So what I want you to do is put together a plan for your feeding goals let all your nurses know that, for example, you plan to exclusively breastfeed. It's really important to educate yourself before and before you even step foot in the hospital to deliver. You have to educate yourself on things like latch and positioning because you cannot advocate for yourself if you don't have a basic knowledge yourself. I could make a book out of all the bad breastfeeding advice that's been out been given out in hospitals. And honestly, you know what? Some of it could have been my own ba- bad breastfeeding advice that I gave out when I worked as a postpartum nurse before I was an IBCLC. I was not that trained on lactation. I went to a one day training on lactation and we did not have an IBCLC on staff at all. And this was a pretty good sized hospital um, in Salt Lake City, (laughs) the biggest city um, that we have in Utah. And honestly, your nurses are just doing the best they can with the information they have been given. They are not breastfeeding experts in most circumstances. And you know what? They also have a long list of protocols that they are trying to follow to, again, move you safely from point A to point B. But again, remember that you are the customer. You are in the driver's seat Let's say you ask for help with your latch and your nurses jump straight to offering formula because they're too busy to come in and help you with your latch and positioning. You can say, hey, can we wait before we jump straight to formula or what's another alternative? Ask for the lactation consultant on staff. Again, this person may not be an IBCLC, but. Um, Again, she may not even be there if it's a holiday or a weekend, but you always have options. You can always telehealth and IBCLC. I meet with clients all over the United States, even all over the world, all you need is is just your phone and an internet connection. And you have an IBCLC in your pocket. And do you know what? Do you want to know if your insurance covers free consults? You can always check the link in the show notes, or you can head over to breezybabies.com and choose telehealth or in-person consults. If you are local to Northern Utah, it's so quick and so easy. And even if you get a no from your insurance, no worries. I also accept self-pay and healthcare spending accounts. And honestly, I can't even tell you that is a small price to pay for a huge amount of confidence. And just that feeling knowing that you can still meet your breastfeeding goals. um, That is everything. So I want to thank you for coming and listening today. You are going to do awesome, right? You're listening to this podcast episode. You're doing all the things um, to prepare yourself before this baby comes. Again, those top three tips were number one, do not settle. Number two was directly surround yourself with a supportive team. And number three was have a plan and stick to it. Of course, you know, I'm going to leave you with you are strong. You are smart. You are beautiful. You are a good friend to all. Have a great week. We'll see you next Tuesday.